0: This is the Rorschach Nigeria update from the 3rd of March, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Nigeria. Let's kick off this edition with updates on the ongoing conflict in the Ukraine. The Minister of Foreign Affairs called on Russia to withdraw its troops, stop the attack on Ukraine, and adopt diplomatic measures to resolve the crisis. He made these comments on Friday the 25th after a meeting with representatives in the UK, US, Japan, Germany, and Canada embassies and the head of the EU delegation to Nigeria. Nigeria also voted with 140 other countries at the United Nations General Assembly on Wednesday the 2nd, requesting Russia's withdrawal of its troops. 141 out of 193 countries voted in favor of the resolution. The federal government directed Nigerians fleeing Ukraine to make use of four crossing points on the Polish border. The chairman of the Nigerians in Diaspora Commission revealed this on Saturday the 26th and added that Nigerian volunteer groups and embassy staff will be at these crossing points to receive them. However, she asked citizens in the areas of Ukraine that are not currently affected by the war to stay where they are and said that if they need any sort of information, they should visit the commission's website, which you can find in our show notes. In similar news, on Monday the 28th of February, the foreign affairs minister said Nigerian airlines Airpeace and Max Air will start bringing back their motherland Nigerian citizens who have safely crossed the Ukrainian border into neighboring countries on Wednesday the 2nd of March. On Sunday the 26th, the Independent National Electoral Commission shifted the date of the 2023 presidential elections. The elections will now be held on the 25th of February, a week later than the date was originally meant to be held. The reason for the shift is to comply with provisions in the Electoral Act that was signed by President Buhari on Friday the 25th. The Electoral Act declares that the official elections notice should be published at least a year before the date of the elections. Talking about shifting dates, the Joint Admissions and Matriculation Board said that Unified Tertiary Matriculation Examinations, or the UTME, mock exams will be held on the 9th of April instead of on the 16th. The reason for the change is that the 16th of April is Holy Saturday, which is celebrated by Christians to mark the end of the Lent period before Easter Sunday. According to the board, the celebrations could disrupt the attendance at the examination. UTME are the exams that secondary schools need to take in order to be admitted into universities, which will be held in May. There was big corporate news on Friday the 25th. Nigerian company Sepplet Energy announced the purchase of the oil and gas assets of ExxonMobil in a deal worth more than $1 billion. The purchased assets include a 40% operating ownership of four oil mining leases, the Ibo Terminal, which is one of the largest oil export facilities in the country, and a 51% interest in Bonnie River Terminal. Now moving on to some more corporate news. On Friday the 24th, Zenith Bank and nine other Nigerian banks published on their websites the names and account numbers of customers who had engaged in a fraudulent practice the fraudsters obtained foreign currency at a lower rate from the banks because they said they were traveling. However, they sold the currency at the black market alternative rate. Recall last year that the central bank directed that travelers who don't submit travel confirmation to the bank like a return flight ticket after two weeks of the scheduled travel date should give back the foreign currency or risk having their details publicly posted by the banks. MCOPA, a financial technology platform that offers customers in Nigeria and three other African countries. the ability to buy electronic appliances and pay on the go, raised 75 million dollars on Monday the 28th. Investors like the CDC Group and Broadscale Group participated in the fundraiser. The company said it will use the money raised to expand into more African countries and to offer health insurance and cash loans telecommunications company MTN released a statement on Monday the 28th that announced it had purchased a virtual land in the Africa rare metaverse Ubuntu land. Africa rare was launched in October 2021 and was the first African virtual reality metaverse to launch and uses Ubuntu tokens as its native token. The company's Ubuntu land intends to showcase some of the best of African art, fashion, entertainment, and sport technology, and provide a platform for artists across the continent to show their digital art. MTN said it plans to increase its customer attractiveness through a series of experiences like gaming and music on the metaverse. Now for some more news on technology, if you place adverts on Google, you might want to take this into account. The company announced on Tuesday the 1st that there will be a 7.5% value-added tax on all adverts starting from the 1st of April to meet requirements of the Nigerian tax regulations. The company also said the tax amount charged will appear as a separate line in the invoice and statement on customer accounts and not as part of the total amount charged. The federal high court in capital city Abuja directed the central bank to pay 82 billion naira, which is approximately 200 million dollars, to the oil producing communities of Ibeno in Akwa Ibam State, just south of Abuja. Last year, the communities filed a lawsuit against the Nigerian National Petroleum Corporation and its joint venture partner, Mobile Producing Nigeria Unlimited, for redress over oil spillage and environmental degradation. Still on the topic of oil and gas, on Tuesday the 1st, the federal government signed an agreement with Equatorial Guinea to supply gas to the Equatorial Guinea Punta gas processing facility. The Nigerian government said the project will boost offshore gas pipeline development, increase royalty revenue to the government, and create employment in the country. The Senate and the lower house voted on 68 constitutional amendment bills on Tuesday the 1st and passed 47 of them. An important bill passed grants more financial autonomy to local governments. It establishes a special bank account for local governments, and this would replace the joint state and local government account currently in practice. Another bill passed will give state governments the ability to produce electricity for their states and break the monopoly of the federal government in the generation of electricity. However, a bill to allow citizens living outside the country to vote in elections was not passed. For the bills to be passed into law, 24 out of 36 state legislative houses had to endorse the bill, and President Buhari needs to sign it. The full list of bills are in the show notes. And now let's end with some entertainment news. Popular Grammy award-winning singer Berna Boy said on Sunday the 27th on Instagram that he was in a car accident in Lagos during the weekend. He said that fortunately he was okay, he just had a bit of pain in his legs. However, the artist complained that when people saw the accident and rushed to see what happened, instead of helping him, they took out their phones to record him and post the scene on social media. And the book recommendation for the week is called There Was a Country, A Personal History of Biafra, which is the last book written by foremost Nigerian author Chinua Achebe. The book is the author's personal account of the Nigerian Civil War. All right, that's it. Thank you so much, as always, for joining us. Uh, we need some feedback about these updates. Is there something you would like to change? Is there anything that needs some improvement? Anything that you would add? Please let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at podcast at com. That's O-R-O-S-H-O-K dot com. Or you can always follow us on Instagram at Rorschach Nigeria. Odabo.